0: Heterodorks, heterodox dorks.
1: Hey, turfs and trannies. This is Heterodorks, and I am Corinna Cohn with my co host,
0: Nina Paley. Today we have a special guest, Razib Khan.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome. What's
0: up, Razib? Now, Razib, you should know that ever since I saw an article you wrote for Sapia Mutiny about whether or about the inappropriateness of the nickname Zeeb. Apparently, friends of yours wanted to call you Zeb.
2: Oh, yeah. That was so many. Oh, my. This is back in my 20s. OK, like you're this is like pre Rezeeb the dad. I mean, this is like I know you so long. Nina is like crazy. Yeah, I know. Well,
0: known in the Internet sense. But anyway, yeah. you should know that that article has made me really anxious about saying your name ever since because i saw no. it and it was like oh so it's not Razib, is it Razib? no it is Razib. it is Razib. that's what yes. I, but that's what i realized but people I...
2: use the second half uh and so uh, usually i mean you know like i like close irl friends and my wife at the time my girlfriend uh would use it and so sometimes when people use it i'm like uh you know i don't know i, I don't even know the article this i've generated so much content content on the internet that i don't remember this but it's vaguely ringing a bell
0: yeah so sapient mutiny was this great blog back in the day
2: yep in yeah the,
0: in the mid hots
2: yep is
1: that, it, is that the back when there used to be atheists
2: uh yeah uh, my nickname there i actually added my nickname rezeeb the atheist because uh every time i would post with my name uh people would start talking to me like i was muslim and i was like who are you talking to so i had to like i had to like add that because uh, Indians don't understand that uh, people can actually choose their own religion or lack thereof.
1: So this impression that I had that everybody who was white is Christian, everybody who's brown is Muslim, that's not right.
2: Yeah, that is no comment. No comment.
0: <laughs> yeah, what about the Hindus, Corinna?
2: She, the brown she's... people are Hindus. This, this is called erasure. I think this is the technical term, erasure. For sure. I, I feel called out. I'm calling you in, calling you in. All right.
0: Because Razeev is just like that himself. Oh, is it okay? I called him him. I'm a little anxious about that, too. Uh, He hasn't told us (laughs) us his pronouns yet.
2: You just Just did it again, again, You know what? Take a guess guess about that, because I think it's kind of like, uh, I mean, what are you trying to say that I need to tell you my pronouns?
0: Well, I'm just trying to virtue signal.
2: Okay.
1: Clearly Razeev is a he, they. (laughs)
2: <laughs> what, the, what the hell are you okay whatever I'm not even going to go there because like who knows who knows who's, who's, who's out there listening offended I just figure since gender is fluid by the time this
1: gets published
2: it might be accurate to say that oh that's true that could be I mean I could, I could change during the course of the podcast
0: the main thing that's important to remember is that uh, Razib gets to control how we think about him that's yeah, true. Our our perception of him and the way we speak about him is not up to us. It's up to him. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, despite this
2: white skin or the brown skin, I'm actually white. I'm a white identified per- like, you know, there's always been um, there's always been clues that I'm actually white. Uh, I love mayonnaise. You know, um, I like cold weather sometimes. Um, I like uh, the, the written word and the text, you know, all of these mm. white-associated things. So I'm basically like I'm born in a brown body, but I've always been white on the inside, and I've decided to recently transition uh, to um, a white-identified brown man.
0: Yeah, you're a coconut.
2: I am a coconut. I am a coconut.
1: I, I validate you. You are my brother.
2: Are wait, wait, wait no, no, no. no brother, is, brother is assuming my gender again boom boom
0: (laughs) all right so what else can we assume can we assume that we've all been canceled here
2: uh i i've only been canceled like a dozen times right now
0: yeah you you wrote on twitter about every six months
2: uh yeah that's that's probably it's a poisson distribution but yeah every six months is probably the expected value
1: the most recent thing that i saw was a little bit surprising to me which is that you had written a rebuttal to scientific american which mm-hmm. that's a science fiction magazine and they had published an obituary for eo mm-hmm. wilson is that right mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah
1: and and in it they had said that the author had said that a, a, a normal distribution curve is based on the average uh white American male or something like that. I, I think I'm I think I'm normal not not, not exaggerating by very much. Mm-hmm. She
0: used the word normal, right? So normal is, you know, imposing normalcy.
1: Right. Yeah. Which was absurd to to for that to appear in in any magazine that says scientific on the cover. And yeah you wrote, you wrote a rebuttal to that, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll just give you a quick context um, for what people. I mean, basically, I mean, obviously, there are correspondence, there are exchanges. That's private. I'm not going to divulge that, but mm-hmm. I will clarify the record in terms of, because, like, there's been a lot of weird things and misrepresentations. Um, so, this is what happened E.O. Wilson died. Uh, I'm not an evolutionary biologist, as a lot of academics have been saying, Rizzi's not an evolutionary biologist. Why is he coming? But I'm a big admirer of, of E.O. Wilson. And uh, you know, so he died. That was sad. It was gonna happen. He's ninety-two, right? That's kind of waiting for it. Not waiting for it, but you know, I wasn't shocked by that. And then three days after his death, Scientific American publishes this bizarre op-ed. I didn't see it actually. Um, I was busy working on stuff. And then a friend of mine who is an academic messaged me. He's like, "Did you see this crazy op-ed?" And I was like, "No, I didn't see the crazy op-ed." He was like, "Yeah, I wanted to tweet about it, but you know, I'm kind of a coward, so I'm not going to." And so, like, I read it. No, he's an academic anyway. So, um. So I read it, and I was just like, can I swear out? Because I was like, what the fuck? What the holy fuck is this? You know, like, it was, like, really bizarre. Like, anyone who wants to can read it. I'm sure you guys link it to the show notes. I can't even describe it. It was just, like, incoherent mishmash. It was disrespectful. I said it was indecent. Like, I flipped out on social media because I was like, I mean, come on, dude. Like, I don't want to do a hagiography. I don't want to do, like, uh, you know, godlike recollection, whatever. But um, this is indecent because it's not even talking about the guy. You're calling him, like. I don't, you know, racist kind of by implication. It's like super weird, and so I kind of flipped out on social media, and then I retweeted some people, and then I went about my business, and then, um, you know, uh, it was suggested to me by others that like, well, maybe some someone should write a rebuttal. Like, scientists should write a rebuttal, and so I emailed some people. Um, so I'll be I'll be frank because uh, I I think. Uh, um, you know, uh, Pinker has admitted this, like I emailed Steven Pinker, I emailed Jerry Coyne, because I knew Jerry, Jerry Coyne, why evolution is true, retired uh, evolutionary biologist at Chicago. And I was like, let's get this done, you know, mm-hmm. and it wasn't because I wanted to do it. Look, I got other stuff to do. Okay, I'm a busy person. You guys know that. I'm a busy person. I got other stuff to do, but someone's got to do it. So I thought maybe Jerry would take the lead, or somebody else. There was a friend of mine who's an academic um, who actually wrote an initial draft, and I uh, was like, okay, but like I reworked the draft because the draft was he was he was pretty harsh. I didn't want to be about the person who wrote the op-ed in Scientific American. It was more about Scientific American and like you know remembering E.O. Wilson and all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, like I started it rolling. Now other people can join on. And then, you know, Jerry and Steven were just like, well, okay. Uh, So yeah, we were like, you know, let's get a little bit more diversity. I don't really care. Uh, I'm conservative. I'm right-wing. I don't really care about diversity, but normal people do. Um, And so if we're going to write a rebuttal, it needs to be taken seriously. So it can't just be like, you know, uh, two white dudes and a white identified. (laughs) So um, (laughs) Jerry was... Yeah,
1: you you said you needed some normal people.
2: Yeah. so Jerry was yeah. Jerry was like, uh, Jerry was like, but you have brown skin, and I'm like, oh, Jer, you know, this it's not how it works today in 2022. But anyway, um, so I I probably shouldn't have like divulged that. But anyway, so Jerry was like, okay, like I get it. So I like started reaching out to people, and it was kind of like an epidemic in terms of like everyone was like, oh yeah, like I totally was thinking someone needs to say something, and I was like, okay, like let's get on board. And so I start. It, it ended up to be that I like spent a week, like writing a rebuttal where it was like, I had other stuff to do, but, um, I had other stuff to do. I actually had a lot of others. So it's like, okay, but someone's got to do it. I'll do it. I got like about 30 people to sign on board. Some with prominent names. They gave edits. I tried to get like super liberal people. Um, non-Americans, like obviously diversity of like genders and mixes and fields. Like initially it was like, okay, like I reached out to some evolution, like some basically population genomics people that I knew. And it was like, we got a bunch of genomics people, like in quantitative population genomics. And I was like, oh, we need some like regular evolutionary biologists. So I reached out to people like Hopi Hoekstra at Harvard. Um, And so, you know, we got it all together. And then I started thinking, well, I'm controversial. I'm pretty right-wing. I've been canceled like a dozen times. And a lot of academics talk crap about me. Like maybe I should pull myself off. But then like, I thought if I pull myself off and then the op-eds criticized, people will be like, well, actually Razib wrote it. And then they'll be like, oh, you're trying to hide that you wrote it. You know? So, I mean, like, I'm not like trying to like get sympathy here, but it's kind of like, I shouldn't, yes. Like people are saying, you know, because they pulled themselves off after there was like a social media blowback. They're like, Razib was not the person to write this. And I'm like, no shit. You, someone else should have written it, but like nobody else did. I don't understand. I don't understand what we're supposed to do here. What I'm supposed to do here, just like sit back and see this person's reputation be like smeared by once venerable magazine. And so, yes, yeah, someone else should have written it. You should have written it. Instead of talking about it after the fact, you should have written it. I'm pissed, okay? Because, like, I, like, sacrificed, like, basically, like, three-fourths of my work time. Like, I have other stuff I'm working on. For a week, I emailed everybody. I kept everyone in the loop. I took a bunch of edits. Like, that piece went, went under through, uh, underwent revision from, like, two dozen people. Do you know how hard that is, you know? And so I did that. And then people were like, oh, well, he's trying to get, like, so they rejected it. I thought that they were going to accept it because uh, it just seemed like okay, like this is legit. We have all these famous people, people that knew E. O. Wilson, and um, they rejected it. And it was the, I, obviously the reasons was kind of weird, but whatever. I didn't care. So then I had said to the people ahead of time, I had said, "Well, I'm going to post on my Substack, and Jerry's going to post it on his blog, and Davis Sloan Wilson is going to, and like I didn't post on my Substack because ooh, I want to drive content and traffic to my Substack, like." dude, I'm doing fine. That's not an issue. But I have like, I have like a lot of followers. And so I wanted exposure. I mean, I thought Jerry was gonna actually drive most of the traffic, to be honest, but um,
0: Jerry Jerry who? Jerry coin. Oh, thank you.
2: True. Like huge blog, right? He's got 50,000 people in his mailing list. So um, I mean, Jerry's got he's pretty, you know, new atheist, pretty acerbic. People accuse him of being a transphobe, whatever. I don't know. Uh, All the details, like he's basically like a Colin Wright type, I think. I don't know. So that's a problem. I don't know. I don't know all the details of who said what and who's bad and who's good because I'm a bad person, so I thought everyone else was good. I don't know, okay? I didn't know that Jerry was canceled too. So it's like the whole thing. They're still like dragging me online as like, you know, I'm I'm like, you know, associate with evil people and all the the usual stuff that they've been saying for 10, 15 years. But people, academics have gotten more woke because I'm so more and more canceled every time. It's fine. I get it. It's just like – I didn't do it for my own notoriety. I'm already notorious. I already got a Wikipedia page, okay? I mean, like, I don't, do you know what I'm saying? I, if I wanted to get notorious, there's a lot of things I could do. It, it, writing, a, writing something about E.O. Wilson, do you know what I'm saying? I was just like, that's not why I did it. I did it because I cared about his legacy, and I cared enough to actually write something. Unlike a lot of you, to be frank. So people talk and talk and like if they had done something, you wouldn't have heard from me at all.
0: It sounds like you are responding to things people are saying about you. They are saying that you were the wrong person to write this, and you only wrote it because you wanted some kind of personal gain from it. Is that right?
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. And like
0: like you're you're a grifter of some sort. Yeah, that's
2: what Mike Eisen said. He said I was a grifter, although maybe not monetary. I don't know. I mean, who said? Mike Eisen, he's he's pretty he's pretty he, well he's pretty big in science. Anyway, um, so I mean the issue is like, um, Mike pointed out that only the anti woke people said anything. Is yeah, that's true. Like, because all the woke people are too scared. Because you know the op ed author is a black woman. I think they were probably you you first please. Like I don't care, right? I don't care what your identity is. If you say something wrong, I'll call you out on it. Like I just don't care. And so most of the academics now care a lot. And so whatever. I think that's what was going on. I don't know. You know, my background, like I was canceled in like 2015, 2017. Every six months, they basically try to denounce me and cancel me, which is fine.
0: Um, How is that fine?
2: Well, no, it's just like, it's the world. It's the world. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I could like slink off and do my own thing and I choose not to. So that's the world.
0: I thought you did. you did. You do slink off and do your own thing. Yeah, but, like, I could,
2: like, really... Basically, they always attack me when I get too prominent. Do you see what I'm saying? It's oh, like yes. If, if, I, if I, yes. If I come too close to the sun, they flip out, you know? So, uh, basically, if I just, like, stayed in the dark, in the shadows, I could slowly, like, fade out and disappear. But I don't choose to do that um, because someone needs to say something sometimes. I mean, I don't know. I'm the one who, like, organized the rebuttal. Why?
0: Because everybody knew that you you were able to do it. That you were not concerned about your reputation the way I
2: got were. no reputation to be concerned about. Yeah, you know, so I said what I I said what a lot of people thought. Okay, I mean, I think I can say a lot of people edited that, a lot of people signed off on that on that rebuttal. They read what I wrote and they said it was good, and they helped out and they softened it up here and there. So that rebuttal was good. Now some people were mad that I did like a personal preference on my Substack, that it was too incendiary. I don't think it was too incendiary, but whatever. Uh, it is what it is. Um, I wanted to offer my own opinion. I would have posted that on my Substack if they had accepted the rebuttal. And I would have said, this is my own opinion. The rebuttal had to be softened. We had to like, you know, it was a committee. Committee, it was a committee because we wanted to get diverse voices. Mm-hmm. Like I reached out to people that I knew were woke. and And I, anyway, I don't want to talk about like what we corresponded with in terms of like, because like, I feel like that's private and I don't want to. Yeah. You know, but like, you know, I spent a week emailing these people and I tried to make everyone clear about everything. Let's just put it that way. And so everything that's happened since then, it's a little frustrating. Um, and people and like I have things to do, but people are busy attacking me, you know, saying I'm a white supremacist, all the usual stuff. And, you know, I, I need to speak to it, I guess, at some point. But um, I don't know. Uh, it's... Yeah.
0: Can, can we just back out here for a moment and can you briefly summarize your other cancellations?
2: Yeah, so uh briefly, I mean the, the, just real briefly
0: what they were about.
2: I mean the main the main one again it's all about like my, my prominence New York Times offered me a guest columnist position in 2015. Uh 20 people that were brought on and uh, I had written for some right-wing publications in the past. Uh and uh you know that was you know, like Razeeb Khan has like bad associations and all this stuff. And he said things about race and, and IQ and sex. And I've said things about everything over the what years. What are the
0: things that you said? What were they saying that you said about race and IQ and sex?
2: Well, I mean, you know, I, I think like you need to entertain Charles Murray's theses and, you know, like people are different. Okay. There's biological basis to difference and you can't just like say, Oh, there's no, there's no like evidence for this and all that. I mean, people do, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like all these things like should be explored Um, a lot of people say it shouldn't because of racism and all this stuff and i get it but if you believe in that like i don't really believe in democracy and liberalism then
0: so remember that our listeners some of them may not be familiar with you so yeah read his (laughs) wikipedia page people come on yeah but you're a you're you write about genetics yeah you're a geneticist right
2: Yeah, yeah yeah human population genetics uh you know you know Differences between different populations, similarities, their histories. Like I read a lot about genetic history right now. I have a Substack, received.substack.com. You can check it out. Some of it's paid, some of it's free. Um, I read about human evolution. I'm just interested in a lot of different things, and I don't like people telling me what I shouldn't be interested in because it's problematic. But you know, this is 2022, and you know how that you know how that goes down. It was it was different like 15 years ago. It was a more liberal time, you know, in terms of people would just be like, okay, whatever. But today is really important that you agree on everything and i don't agree on everything you know like i'll oh, give you an example like i'm i'm conservative and i'm like at a conference in 2013 like someone physically assaulted me uh because what? yeah they were drunk but you know but my friends would be like well you you express your views openly and then it almost happened again in 2014 Wait, and so, so after it
1: was, your, it was your fault
2: yeah and so for, after for expressing your views yeah, because my views are I, – because I expre- I'm i not closeted about it like, like a lot of conservatives in academia. And so um, anyway, after that, uh, I did a thing where before I go to American Society Human Genetics meetings, uh, I, me and my bros would lift because like, as long as you show that you're not going to get fucked with, people won't bug you. And so after that – because I almost got into it in the next year, you know what I'm saying, 2014. Like someone flipped out because they found out I was Republican. They were like, I feel really unsafe, and they started screaming in my face. So
1: This was an adult.
2: Yeah, yeah. This is this is actually like a co founder uh, at a semi prominent startup. Um, I can name him and I get him in trouble, probably, but who cares?
1: Well, yeah. if nobody cares, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm
2: not, not going to do it. I, I don't do stuff <laughs> like that. But, you know, I don't do stuff like that. Uh, maybe I should, but um, I don't play dirty because uh, if I play dirty, then what's the point in playing at all? Oh, I see. So you have principles. At the end of the day, when your friends turn on you and that's happened, you have your principles, you have your integrity, right?
0: okay we have so corinna and i have so much integrity (laughs) well i mean
2: i mean how much
0: a few friends and so much integrity. yeah
2: yeah yeah that's that's how it works right that's how it works no but i mean i have like i have a lot more friends privately than i do publicly so i know
0: that one i I actually do too
2: yeah so it's the world we live in like we just got to accept it and understand it you know there's no point in crying about it just survive
1: it just blows my mind that somebody would become physically <laughs> aggressive because you have a political affiliation.
2: Well, I mean, you know, academia is very conformist and, you know, people, uh, they, they have courage from the conformity in terms of like, they know that nobody would really stand up for me and they didn't expect me to fight back, but I've always fought back. So in my whole life, you know, like I don't, I will rumble with you if you want to rumble, but, uh, yeah, he started body checking me and like screaming at me. And so I started punching him. What am I supposed to do? Cower.
1: That's an option, right? Yeah, no, I'm
2: not gonna. I'm not. I mean, that's why I'm where I am. If I cowered, you know, and I know people who've been like, you know, mobbed, attacked, and you know, eventually they went woke. You know, this is this is actually the psychology of uh, of you know, you know, Eastern European communist societies where I talked about dissenters who switched and how psychologically good they felt afterwards, because then they were aligned with everybody else, right? So that's that's a thing that it happens. It's probably gonna happen more and more, and uh, but I don't care. So maybe I'll have to leave this country. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. I'm just I'm not gonna lie. That's all I got.
0: You
1: go hang out with a uh, Megan Murphy in Mexico.
2: Yeah, go to another country, you know, where they actually have freedom. I don't
0: Yeah, I don't know if there's uh there are different kinds of freedom.
2: There's different taboos. There's, there's yeah. no
0: absolute freedom. You can certainly go somewhere that doesn't have exactly the same problems as here, but they will have their own problems.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, everyone. I mean, but it's just like, I think that's one thing to understand that America isn't, isn't what we thought. We're just another country. That's how I feel. You know, we're just another country. So
1: there's no exceptionalism.
2: Not anymore. I mean, I felt when I was younger, I would say something different. I used to say, uh, you know, I used to say, um, like, Indians in the 2000s would say stupid stuff like, well, you're hurting our feelings when I would say atheistic things. I'm like, fuck your feelings, you know, grow up like this America. (laughs) It came to America. (laughs) You know, like it came to America. It came to America. Now it's all about feelings and safety. It came to America. Like all that Indian stuff is in America now. So the joke is on me. So
0: actually, yeah, I did notice that because when Sita Sings the Blues was controversial uh, and, you know, basically banned in India, except that it got around the bands because it was shared peer to peer, uh, I learned a bit about Indian law and custom. And I learned that uh, freedom of speech is protected in the Indian constitution unless it offends the sensibilities of others. And so that thing about, you know, offending that, that there was a a continual contest among people to be offended because if you're offended, you can shut somebody up. So in being offended, there is power. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And and I was like, Oh, well, I'm glad I live in the U S where we have, you know, stronger freedom of speech. And now it's, yeah, it's totally happening here. It's not, our our constitution hasn't been compromised yet in that regard, but the tactic is exactly the same. Where yeah. People become extremely offended and hurt in order to censor other people successfully.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And now now it's, uh, now it's come to America, come into America. So, you know, it's the world we live in
0: this is just pulling i'm just pulling this out of my ass okay Uh, a lot of cultural changes have happened because of the rise of proprietary online platforms Mm -hmm. and the culture of the bay area has spread through that yeah so that that's one of the reasons that uh kink and transgender is like defended to the death now whereas it used to be taboos because bay area culture when i was Mm -hmm. there and part of it very much elevated those things honored those things Mm -hmm. and i'm just like and there's also a whole lot of uh south asians in tech in the bay area and i wonder if subconsciously some of that are you trying
2: to are you trying to say the brown people are going all kama sutra like what are you trying to say here
0: no, what I'm saying is that the the you were saying that that aspect of Indian culture has come here to the yeah, United States yeah, yep. with the rise of these platforms. Yep. Yep. With the rise of, you know, other aspects of Bay Area culture yeah, they're, transmitted through uh, these social media platforms and I don't think this was conscious or intentional but I wonder if yeah some aspect yeah. of that has been transmitted.
1: Yeah, I think this is e- challenge that though Nina. I think this well, needs
0: yeah, be- I pulled it out of my it, ass, so I you think, should I, challenge it. Well, well, I, I think this needs to be explored,
1: to. Amy
2: Wax. I think this needs to be explored.
1: So, so let's test your hypothesis. The, the, let's see. The CEO of, of Twitter. Let's see here. Parag Agrawal. White guy. Let's look at the CEO of Google. Sundar Pichai. White guy. How about the CEO of Microsoft. Satya Nadella, white what? guy. <laughs> You're wrong, Nina. Well,
2: it's white, white, ma- white male patriarchy is 2022. You know what I'm saying? When I was a kid, it's how it was, and now it's how it is. So you, you did this rebuttal.
1: Mm-hmm. Americans, scientific American refused to publish it, which is shenanigans. But you had 20-some-odd people in 31. there. 31. 31. 31. Uh, with with t- more than 20 people, uh, two dozen people offering edits on it.
2: Mm-hmm. Probably about, yeah.
1: And then I saw that after people had signed on to it, that at least two of them had mm-hmm. decided That's to three. take their names. Three three now. So when three I saw now. it, it was just two. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. They well... said, well,
1: <laughs> even though we knew who was writing it, and even though it was sort of a group project, and and even though we all had input, and we all, we all know Rezeed. Now that it's published, we changed our minds? Like, what what, went well, into it?
2: So, so uh, you know, I can't speak for them. I can't speak for okay. for them. But um, I think the issue is, like, they didn't, they, uh, I don't know. But uh, maybe they didn't know everything about me, um, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to say, like, candidly, people have emailed me privately what they think happened, what they've heard happened. I don't want to talk about that because uh, I don't know for sure. You know, and so I don't want to deal in, in that sort of stuff. But um, so maybe they didn't know how right wing I was, my past associations, etc., cetera, et cetera. Um, there are people being tagged to get pulled off. and They did. Um, one of the so I didn't know. I don't know Hopi, Hopi or Corey personally. Uh, the third person I know, I'm not going to say the name. I did know personally, like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I don't want to get him in trouble by saying we were friends, but I think it's pretty obvious that everybody knew that we knew each other. So we were friends. I don't know if we're still friends. I'm willing to forgive. I don't. People have to do what they have to do. Um, But in any case, um, I also had four people who added their names, uh, you know. So they demanded their names be added. Um, And then nobody else has gotten back to me. So I'm actually pretty happy. A lot of people are are not online. Uh, Someone else was tagged and they have not pulled their names off. Um, even though they're very left-wing themselves. Um, the rebuttal itself, I, nobody has an objection. The problem is my name is there. Uh, it's giving me credibility, and I'm a bad person um, who gives sucre to white supremacy. You know, the, the usual stuff. It's fine. Uh, it's not fine, but you know what I'm saying. Um, it's about, like, associations. And so, again, they said, I think, you know, defensively, I was not the person that should have led this, but the issue is, who was? You know, it's like, like I don't want to deal with this. I took time out. I spent a week. Like I spent like I, I probably like spent three fourths of my work day. I just basically burned through because I have I have stuff that I do privately. And I was like, I'm not gonna be able to do too much this week because I worked on the rebuttal, I worked on the edits, I worked on emailing people. I was like, you know, this 92-year-old man died. He made huge achievements, uh, huge contributions. There's a lot of stuff I disagreed also, but you know, he deserves like his memory deserves my time. So I put my time in, but it should have been somebody else's time, you know, in terms of like someone who knew him, a colleague, or perhaps even uh, someone not as like politically problematic, but nobody stepped up. So I don't know. I, I don't know what we should do about this, because uh, not everyone is unproblematic, and it seems like the least problematic people are the least likely to actually have courage to do anything. I mean, Is this there is just, a crisis
1: yeah. of courage? Hmm.
2: I mean, social media conformity is a thing, right? So I think ah uh, I you know, in terms of values, the values that people have, I think uh, I think there is a crisis of values in this country in terms of standing up for your principles, standing up for your beliefs rather than conceding to the crowd. Yeah, people should not read the room. They should read their heart, but read, they read the room, yeah, I, I can I can appreciate that.
0: so, let's see, how right wing are you?
2: Um, you know, so I mean, my own personal views are not very right wing, but that's irrelevant. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I am on the right because those are the only people that don't want to like have me in a cage or like you know have my children out on the street. So, um, uh, you know, I ha- I'm friendly with liberals, but at the end of the day, uh, I know who's on my side and who has my back, and so I'm on their side. That's about it. In terms of like if I do like I'm like, a- arguably I'm a 1990s Democrat, but that doesn't matter. That's very reactionary now, you know. So. You're
1: a Bill Clinton guy? Uh,
2: I'm not I'm not I'm not a big fan of the raping, but uh, in terms of the policies, uh, yeah, I like most of them, like maybe more more dovish. Um, there's certain things I'm more socially conservative. Basically, I would say over the last twenty years, I've gone from being probably a left libertarian to more of a center right guy in terms of my social views are a little bit more conservative. My economic views are more liberal. That's what I would say. I'm not as I'm I'm not as concerned about uh, fiscal conservatism, uh, zero wars, please. So, but I've always been like that. On uh, social issues, though, uh, I'm definitely like more in favor of the nuclear family, or I don't know. I just like I think that things are a little bit more frail and fragile than I would have thought twenty years ago.
0: What things are more frail and fragile?
2: Uh, Just, like, ideas of, like, the nuclear family. So, for example, uh, I supported gay marriage in the 1990s because I was like, well, I mean, just let them do their thing. They're not bothering anybody. I would still say that I support gay marriage, but uh, it's clear that it didn't – like, the social conservatives were correct. They didn't end there. Like, they literally are trying to deconstruct gender or whatever. You know, like, all of this stuff is just, like, totally new. And it was stuff I heard in the 1990s, but I thought it was silly. Like, it would never enter the public discourse that gender is just a performance all this Judas Butler. I mean, I heard about it. I have friends who are actually professors in this stuff. You know, I'm, I'm of that age, and I was just like, oh, this is, like, kind of, like, whatever. Academic. But now it's real. Like, I'm, you know, my daughter, when she was in kindergarten, was told by another kid not to uh, assume pronouns. So That's
1: mind-boggling. Uh,
2: yeah. In kindergarten. Well, yeah, she was five. I she didn't really understand. Her. She didn't really understand why. But...
1: It's a new school year right now, but last year, my uh, goddaughter had four classmates who came to identify
2: as non-binary. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's common. That's, uh, you know, we know people like that. We know people like that. I mean, in terms of, you know, my wife and I. It's fine. I mean, again, I don't really care too much in a deep way. What I care about is those, like, you know, human nature is real, and there's no way that 40% of like girls in some of these classes are supposedly are non-binary. This is just a, a fad. That's fine. Maybe that's a human rights crime to say it's a fad, but the issue is like, to me, like, honestly, it's a little bit like religion. Like people can take their religion seriously, but don't assume that I'm going to hold it sacred. But with some of this gender stuff, it's just like, you need to like, you know, respect my, and I'm like, yeah, I do respect your pronouns. I don't really care. I don't want to think about it, you know? Um. But like, you know, so, you know, concretely, Um, I don't know if this is controversial or not, but, uh, you know, I start thinking back to, like, eighth grade and these ideas of, like, you know, locker rooms and bathrooms, and I'm just like, oh, my God. I mean, it's really hard to be (laughs) 13, period, (laughs) you know? I mean, the idea that there would be a trans person and I don't – you know, I don't know. Just all of these things, like, okay, like, I I don't know how they're doing this at all. I have no idea. I cannot – because, like, it was barely manageable back in the day when everything was simpler. You know? I have no idea. Like, the idea... Yeah, I don't even know. Because, like, when you're 13, you're about to explode. But it seems like the parents are not... The parents of the schools are not, uh, you know, like, dictating things to these kids, like, in terms of structure. I don't know.
1: You're still an atheist. Yeah. Okay. Me, Me too. But there's something that I've come to believe over the last 10 years. And that is that most people including most atheists, might be better off with religion than mm. atheism. What do you that think? That
2: could be. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's a defensible. I'm not going to lie. Uh, some of the most obnoxious, unpleasant, moralistic people I've encountered are new atheist plus or whatever, you know? And uh, they're, they're as bad or worse than the evangelicals that I grew up around. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean... I think that's a really plausible position. I don't have a strong argument against it. Um, And it's really bad because uh, they're just really self-righteous. And so, I mean, religion in some ways is Lindy. You know, in terms of, like, it's it's a structure, like, you know, like, religions are filled with excesses, but they've also adopted culturally in many ways. And so they have these mores of forgiveness and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things people canceled me for was a, uh, a letter I wrote to V-Dare in the year 2000 when I was, like, in my early 20s. Uh, it was a three-month-old site, anti-immigration site. It was a pretty, like, cringe letter. Not, now V-Dare is definitely, like, I would say it's white nationalist, but this is 22 years after. And so people are like, oh, you wrote for V-Dare. You know, so it's like they totally misrepresent it. But my only point is like, OK, but it's 2022. Like in, 20, in, in, in 2042, are you still going to care? Do you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, part of it is just who I am. Like they would not care if I was one of their people. So, you know, it's that classic thing, like for my friends, everything for my enemies, the law. So it's totally hypocritical. It's about power, not principle. Um, but aside from that, um, I've seen a really, really negative side to a lot of people. And now I understand why religion is necessary.
0: Hey, I was speaking of religion. So I was listening to some of your podcasts this afternoon. Okay. And in the discussion of EO Wilson, whoever you were talking to was talking about EO Wilson's environmentalism. Mm -hmm. And you both did not seem to share his environmentalist ideas But I shared them. And it occurs to me that 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 kind of environmentalism, that kind of, for me, believing in or believing that I care about Mm -hmm. wild nature more than, you know, as much or more than human activity, is it it functions as spirituality, right? Like that, that meets. A spiritual need. Yep. What's all, an, that? That's
2: animism, you know. That's what animism to some extent is, like the feeling yeah, of it's, grandeur of the universe.
0: It's more than animism, though. Animism is you know, recognizing the spirits and mm-hmm. you recognize yeah, so, in things or you see spirits and things, but I I have this, you so, know, I have this faith sure. that wild nature untouched by human beings is is its own good. Sure, sure. And so
2: um, I, I'll be clear. The person that I was probably talking to was Charles C. Mann. Charles is, I mean, I think he's a conventionally liberal. Uh, he he is into environmentalism. He just objected to some of the arguments that E.O. Wilson was making uh, scientifically to support the environmentalism, just to be clear. I myself, oh, sure. felt, you know, so. Sure,
0: sure. No, but I just, I was just thinking, you know, I think a lot about religion, right? Like mm-hmm. my work is, well, you know, it's oh, all so related he, to religions and, right. and the fact that we have this religious instinct and that I've considered myself an atheist. Also, I recently read the book, the Righteous Mind by Jonathan Haidt. You've probably read that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good uh, and I, I just think about, like, I myself have not been so susceptible to the new religion, the the wokest religion. I guess I was sort of su- susceptible until it really went off the rails. But when it went off the rails, you know, compared to my cohort, I was a pretty early identifier. Was like, whoa, this is like a religion. This is like a wacky religion. Yeah. Uh, and and i think the reason i i think people are less susceptible to that if they have some kind of spirituality already yeah yeah, yeah no in theory and it's that's like, true and it's okay so like some some things have been functioning that way for me
2: yeah. yeah 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 no i think that's true um you know in terms of like these like communities these social justice communities uh people need a sense of community they need a sense of purpose sense of morality they even need outgroups. You know, they need demons. They need devils, oh, you know? Yeah. So you know how it is. Like, you're a devilish person, you know? Yeah, there you go. Look at that. Look at that.
0: Well, uh, I was I was scapegoated from a very early age. And so even in grade school, I pondered the role of the scapegoat. Yeah. And pretty early on, I realized, even though it felt terrible, that... That it wasn't specifically about yeah. me, that it was a need of society to do this to somebody Yeah, who was available.
2: Okay, so I, I'm going to write about this at some point because I have to because uh, people keep asking me to. I feel very uncomfortable saying this, but one of the weirdest things with my cancellations is how racialized everything gets. Uh, I have a lot of like brown people and Muslim people who defend me, even though I'm an atheist, and they privately will message me, but they'll defend me in public, and my attackers, frankly, look like you. You know, um, and and it's just like really weird because I'm just like, uh, what is up with it? You know, but it's like they see a brown person being attacked and so they defend. And then like, you know, one of my social justice like attacks in 2019, they called me the Dinesh D'Souza of biology. What do I have in common with Dinesh D'Souza? <laughs> you know? Well, what it's just I'm a brown, so like they still see a brown person. They might be anti-racist, but they see a brown person. That's like at the top of there. And so like I have to write about this at some point. I'm just like you know I don't like thinking in this way, you know, ever. But I have to be honest about the patterns that I see and the patterns that I see in these social media attacks is a bunch of white anti-racists and then defending me are Indian immigrants. What do I have in common with Indian immigrants? Just my race. I actually have a lot more in common socially with the white anti racists like, you know, professional managerial class, you know, American raised in this country, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, you know, so, I mean, I have to comment and I have to observe it. That's just a fact. I'm not very happy about it actually. Um, because this is not the world that I want to live in. Uh, okay. but... Can I pitch a theory? Yeah.
1: Okay. Here's my theory. They project that because you are a, they see that you are a member of a minority, that yeah. you are supposed to have the traits that they expect a marginalized person to have. Yes. And when you behave in such a way that it disenchants them from, from their view of your member as a marginalized person, it makes them really uncomfortable. Yeah. And so they want to attack you and and marginalize you so that you become the marginalized person sure. that they think that you're supposed to be.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I know what you're saying and people have like actually prom- have like suggested that basically like they are more enraged by me than if I like you know look like Joe Smith or whatever you know right like I should like I should not be like with my experiences and my name and my face I should not be this like this is the, the their world is you know it's like I, I I'm a crack in their world and they need to like kind of like cover it up and anyway it's just it's an interesting I'll write about it I, I have to like write about my experiences and all this. I don't like writing autobiographical autobiographical stuff because it's not like super interesting to me because I'm me. But other people are interested in my life. So, you know, I should like explain myself, I guess, because I just like ignore people most of the time. But um, I guess I can't anymore, you know.
0: There's a bit of an analog with the way women are attacked in genderist confrontations and conflicts, Hmm. because women are expected to be nice, be kind, affirm we're supposed to be everybody's mom and affirm and validate everybody. And the the anger comes down really hard on women. Women are banned mm-hmm. so much more frequently from Twitter and Facebook for saying things about gender that men yeah. are tend not to be banned. Yeah, yeah, for. yeah,
2: because men are just expected to. When women um, go off the reservation, it's just like, you know, or like a trans woman like Karina. Right. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that there's like multiple layers of hell here that people are in, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, but whatever, like ultimately it's fine in terms of like, I have my family, I just ha- have like, you know, still have a source of income, um, you know, I'm struggling with my, you know, fitness. So like I have enough to eat, you know, I have my books. So whatever. Um, I have my own integrity. So here's I think the issue, though, is like multiple people who have turned on me like they actually have they think they have their integrity because they are now convinced of their new truths, you know, so maybe that would be like I have a friend of mine. He's a doctor. He was like, how about we just become SJWs? Wouldn't it be easier? You know, <laughs> like, let's just convert, you know, and I was like, I can't do that, man. Like you do. You can you can, you can, uh, you know, get baptized into the new faith, but I can't like I'm too public. You know what I'm saying? It's like um oh you can always do a you can always do a face turn. I got like 10 million words out there but yeah, I mean maybe that would be even like it depends like everyone's got their price. <laughs> 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 Make me an offer.
0: <laughs> yeah, we should go on eBay. It's like turn receive SJW. Let's auction this.
2: Yeah, yeah, like how much like you know, like hey, hey, hey George Soros, I'm here. You know? For, for 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 the uh for the trivial the trivial um, you know price of a small island <laughs> somewhere, you too could have this right wing reactionary accept social justice uh you know uh, precepts. So yeah, I'm here. If there's any rich uh super liberal that wants to uh you know put put some um uh, put some Bitcoin or whatever, you know, some crypto in there. Um, I will make an about face and uh, uh, support all of your, you know, whatever's. I, I don't actually know what I'm supposed to say anymore, because everything changes every two months, but whatever.
0: Have you figured out your reserve amount?
2: Uh, what do you mean reserve amount?
0: Well, you know, even if they don't state the the minimum, yeah. like there, there has to be some minimum that you would... You would do this,
2: yeah. I, I'm not going to say twice. what it is, but I do have something in my head. Okay. I, I like as I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh, okay, like you know. Yeah,
0: I'm yeah. wondering too. I'm wondering what I would what I would uh, charge to
1: do I, that. I turned down a, an invitation to appear on Seb Gorka's program two okay. nights ago.
2: Seb Gorka blocks me on Twitter.
1: Oh, really? I you have no idea to...
2: why. No idea.
1: We're apparently buddies now. Do you want me to? Do you want me to DM, DM him and ask him to unblock you? No. Okay.
2: <laughs> I don't care. I never see him. It's just I only know because someone retweeted him. I think he's on he has a block list that I'm on. Oh.
0: So you're you're not quite the radical right winger that you say you are. Razib. Uh
2: I mean, what I say is irrelevant. It's what my enemies say, right? So you know. But uh yeah, I mean whatever. I'm pretty squished in my politics. I don't really care too much. It's just uh all I'm trying to say, though, is, uh, you know, I know who my enemies are. I know who wants to like who emails my employers. You know, it's just like so because you know people are like, oh, like you're you're a person of color, you shouldn't be right wing. Like they want to come after you. And I'm like the only people that come after me are left wingers. So if that's the argument you're gonna make, my side is picked. You know,
0: you were never in the tribe of Libertard. Is that correct?
2: No, I've never been liberal, really.
0: Yeah. See, I I have been, and so for me, being canceled by these people has been, well, it's excruciating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, me, it's like these, these were my people. You know? Yeah. 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 You're
2: you're, you're an apostate. I was. I've never been an apostate. I've never been liberal. My whole adult life, like since I was like, I've always been like libertarian or kind of on the right. But on the on the centrist end, and, and you know, uh. Like I said, like, you know, there's probably moderate Democrats. I would vote for far-right, both over far-right Republicans. I'm not very socially conservative on paper, you know, on economic issues. I don't care as much, but um, I don't believe in all the cultural politics of the left. And so today, because I think it's a liberal, so how am I going to be, you know, I mean, I was more open to being liberal when I was young than I am now, partly just because what liberal was then was much more open and accepting. I don't feel I feel like they're very moralistic right now. So <laughs> that's not I can't do that, right?
1: This moralism doesn't seem like it's constrained only on the left though. Because what I'm noticing is that Oh wait, you know what? I guess gender critical is on the left. <laughs> Never mind. Yes, I have seen Well I'm, no, there
2: are there are right wing moralists. The issue with morality is always like, you know, what I would say is a friend of mine, um, And he's he he's trying to stay apolitical, but he'll probably like people think he's liberal, even though he's not really. But he said basically, you know, the side that's weaker is always gonna be more liberal and accepting of heretics because they need allies. And so, you know, in the nineteen nineties when social conservatives were riding high, obviously, like imagine trying to be a gay kid, you know, or trans or whatever, right? Yeah, imagine. Uh, Yeah. Well, I actually know like one kid in my high school who was like semi out and because my high school was really conservative but anyway um today it's not like that at all in terms of like it's much more expected I mean, most places right um but now it's like you know if you're you know if you're not woke you know it's like it's like the the shoe is on the other foot now and like social conservatives are like well you know um you know turning point usa okay like they, they stopped at like the The milf porn star like that was like a little too far for them but like you know they have gay people involved and stuff like that conservatives are very open like they'll take like they can't be you know beggars can't be choosers you know what i'm saying like we're this is like the last alliance against the forces of wokeness so it's like you know the elves the men the dwarves like everybody's like we just like this is it you know like if we lose this we're losing everything so yeah. They
1: don't really have the elves or the dwarves. They've got like the the white nationalists and the, the incels.
2: Uh there's not that many white nationalists in this country though. I mean they're like they're they're kind of prominent, uh prominent online, but like uh just like you know, like as a non white person, I can just tell you like this country is like like a hundred times less racist than in the nineteen eighties. So I mean like what we count as racist today would be like whatever in the eighties. You know, like I probably like complimented on my English every week, like interracial marriage was kind of like weird, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just like, this is not the country that it was. Um, we just like renormalized everything in terms of like what is offensive or not, or what is racist or not, right? You need a hook, right? Uh, you need, well, you need a um, narrative. You need, a, that's, narrative. That's
0: you need a narrative. You need a hook as ableist.
2: Whoa, whoa. Yeah.
1: You're, you're you're right, Nina. I apologize. I don't even have a leg to stand on.
2: <laughs> so there was a Saturday Night Live sketch in like the mid-teens about like a, a song about women, but it basically the whole song was like, "This is a song about women," but we don't know why what- because it keeps getting rewritten because it's offensive. So this is a song about women. And we wanted to say all of this stuff, but we weren't sure if this was okay. So you know, and the whole thing was funny. Like they couldn't really write a song about women because, um, you know, the feminists or whatever. I don't know. But now it's just like a whole thing. Like you can't say anything, and you don't know what's you know problematic and what's not problematic. And yeah, so
0: you can't say what a woman is. Hey, do you have a definition of woman? This is becoming my my go to question on this podcast.
2: Uh, a woman. Um
0: how do you define woman
2: i'm i, I don't want to say <laughs> i don't want this to be like a sound bite <laughs> i'm just like uh, this is like this is like a, a south park where uh the naggers episode yeah remember like uh <laughs> so it was like they're on wheel of fortune and um and uh, Stan's dad, like Randy, it's like N and then space, 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 space. And it's like ERs. And it's like, they're like, what's the word, Randy? And he's like, I don't want to say. And it turned out to be something else. And so they called him, that is his nickname. So I feel like I'm in that position where it's like, ah, I think something. But I don't know if I want to say, you know, because.
0: Oh, come you know. on. Okay. Come on, Razine. Now you have to say. What's a woman? No, I mean, like, You're I'm a I'm, woman. What's a I'm pretty woman?
2: Uh, straightforward. I think most people who are women are going to be like, you know, morphologically what a woman always was. And then, um, in terms of like the other definitions, I'm fine with that too. Like, if you, uh, if yeah, I don't want to think about like surgery and stuff. Okay. Like, sorry, Karina. I don't know if that's offensive to you. I just don't want to think about like all that stuff.
1: I just, I'm what I'm pleased by, Razif, is that we've just spent like an hour talking about how hardcore we are about our beliefs <laughs> and then. <laughs> You're being asked to to define woman with me, like looking at you and you're like, oh, I." well, I
2: mean, there's one group uh, that's uh, very, very um, vociferous online. And I just, uh, you know, Uh, there's certain there's certain types of uh, it's like how many like I've had Hindu nationalists come after me, like white supremacists, SJWs, like every single group,
1: you know? Yeah, but you definitely don't want the trannies coming after you.
0: It's not even the Trannies, it's their allies. It's the it's the police of the of the realm. I'm not saying anything to the, any of this. Well, okay. if you want, if you ever want, Razib to how to enhance your life experience, tell people that a woman is an adult human female. Okay. Um I heard what you said,
2: but I'm not going to repeat it. That's totally fair. You know it would be even better though
1: is to qualify it and say for the most part a woman is an adult human female that'll get everybody yes. that'll cover yes. everybody's needs
2: yeah yeah no that 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 will yeah, um, qualify it yeah I'll qualify it I'll qualify it most people um you know like in most cases you don't need to make these because it's like kind of self-evident you know like I don't know was it Caitlin what's her name no Moran like what's her name Moran There was like a British feminist and she said, what is feminism? And feminism is like, um, feminism is like, I get to do what, um, I get to do with my vagina what I want to. That was, which is like, she was saying that in 2013. Whoa. She just presumed that women have vaginas, you know? (laughs) No, seriously. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, and then like when abortion comes up now, it's all about like, oh, women. And I'm like, there are men who have abortions too.
0: Oh, I'm so glad that you point that out. No, I mean, I'm just like, I'm really confused what the rules here are because like all of
2: a sudden you act like it's 2008. Like what the hell? Anyway, sorry. I'm just like, because I get confused because I'm trying to keep track of all of this. And then it's like, oh, just we'll roll back to get here. We'll like roll back to a previous version. And I'm like, wait
1: a minute. Uh, Wait uh, a minute. Hang on for a second here. So you're like, okay, I'm being very sensitive. I want to... Not offend you with my language i I know that there's some some disagreement about what these terms mean and i i just want to I just want to be on safe ground. The terms keep changing. I want to use the right term the The way people react to it could be I, I could accidentally be incendiary with what I say like that doesn't seem consistent with sort of this this hardcore like I'm tough. I don't care what other people think. I'm a conservative. I'm going to make jokes about myself like help help me reconcile this.
2: Um, you know, the the legend of who I am is very different from who I am. That might be true. I mean, you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I contain multitudes, you know, I contain multitudes. I don't know. I mean, I'm so not- your <laughs> pronoun really is they. Uh, I, well, so it, you know, there are no male, female pronouns.
0: Everyone's she. Yeah. And there's no male or females in Bengali either. It's a colonial- construct it was okay taught, you know have, was like, you, by have, the colonizers. you don't get to define us there was no reproduction in bengal yeah. until yeah. the british came
2: <laughs> that's why that's why there's like hundreds of millions of people there now <laughs> it's like the the white the white people taught us sex and we're like okay, hey, let's do this thing
0: yeah it got really uh, uh, addictive after that because yeah it's like any other drug but no they there was no sex before no sex no sex yeah no um so i mean
2: I, you know, I, I will respect people's views. I mean, so the the whole gender thing is like I don't really care because the reality is what it is. So the labels that you want to put, like whatever, so what
0: is reality. Can you describe it?
2: Reality somewhere out there, and we try to like define it by our sensory inputs, right?
0: <laughs> so what? Is, what do your sensory inputs tell you about the reality of sex?
2: Um, I I don't think I want to say this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know it's like look I'm I'm the same guy who I was when I in the 1990 so okay this is gonna get me canceled but it's just like you know this whole like like we when I was a teen we used to talk about how we were lesbians in men's bodies all the time okay yeah okay yeah so and, like we would talk about it like I remember like uh, baseball like dug out we're like you know we're like, yeah, I'm a lesbian in a man's body. And, like, we'd all, like, high-five at each other. But now this is, like, super serious. We can't high-five. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, so as a Gen X person, it's just like, wait, what? Wait a second. You're trying to say that what, like, me and Tom Miller were joking about in 1994? Like, in, you know, the dugout, you know, it was, like, is, like, legit. Like, that's, like, uh, how we need to define it. So, anyway, it's like, so there's 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 an aspect of, um farce I think about like how quickly culture has changed to the point where our jokes are now philosophically the foundation of identity. It's like, what? You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm not trying to hate here. I'm just saying that we were ahead of our, t- you know, like we, we like male teens from Eastern Oregon in the 1990s. We were ahead of our time in terms of identity. <laughs> we just didn't know it. <laughs> um so is this gonna get me in trouble i don't know not with (laughs) us (laughs) i know i know just anyway um but yeah uh i don't yeah i i I try not to take myself too seriously um that obviously gets me in trouble because i'm not a serious person but um i don't know uh just like try to have fun say what i think um within reason you know whoa uh...
0: whoa say what i think within reason well, I mean, well, like, like, if you want to <sighs> cut somebody's head off, you don't say. Well, yeah, like,
2: no, if I'm in Saudi Arabia, I'm not going to say that I think, like, Muhammad was probably literally a pedophile. I mean, if he existed. I don't actually know if he exists, but that might be a whole different problem. Like, I'm skeptical that Muhammad, that we, we call Muhammad, actually existed. But, like, he's supposed to marry Aisha when he was she was 10. Consummated.
1: Consummated.
2: Yeah. That's the Hadith. So, that means he's, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to get you guys in trouble, you know, but, uh, so I wouldn't say that in front of Well, I mean, I do say it, but like, I wouldn't say like, I, I've gone to the Gulf and like, I didn't say it there, but you know, people in the Gulf, they're, uh, they're way more, um, with it than you would think. So I went to like the Gulf a couple of years ago on a consulting trip with a buddy and he's Jewish and he's like, don't tell people that I'm Jewish, you know? And, um, anyway, so I'm like, yeah. And then I, I grew like my facial hair out. Who knows? You know? And so like, we're like at like the four seasons getting fucked up with our translator and he Joshua, I am Palestinian and you are Jew. And I'm just like, Oh, he always knew. Oh, he knew he knew you. He knew he always knew. And then he looks at me, and he's like, And Razib, why do you grow your facial hair out? That is disgusting. And I was like, What? Like I didn't need to do this. <laughs> he was like, he's like, We all do, dude. We're not stupid. Like we googled you, you know? I was like, oh, awkward. You know? <laughs> Uh, people can surprise you. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, should we wrap up?
2: Yeah, do you guys got final questions? You know, like trying to get me canceled.
0: Well, again? I'm not trying to get you canceled, but it is notable to me that that this gen this issue of simply saying what a woman is, which we all freaking know, uh, is is like the hottest button, scariest. Okay, so
2: a part of the issue is that we all know, and that's part of the issue.
0: We all know, so we can't. Well, I'm just saying like
2: sex is sex sex and gender are mostly I mean, sex and gender are mostly disjoint. They're intersex people. Okay, that's not so I mean like the distributions are such that like you know they're very different. You can usually tell blah blah blah. Well, they're disjoint normal distributions, which you know, in terms of like you can usually tell a woman from a man, right? And so part of the issue is like the conflation, the idea that it's a performance. Um, It's kind of going against a lot of people's intuitions. And so to enforce the ideology, you have to be pretty vociferous. Right. Right. So like if you said if you said um, like if you said Bengalis are not shorter than Swedish people. Well, I mean, they are shorter than Swedish people, but there's overlap, you know. But, like, when you're saying that, like, when you're saying men and women, like, there's no, like, like, a woman at the 50th percentile in physical strength is, like, at the 1th percentile for, like, upper body strength for men. Right? So there's, like, a huge difference here. But when you're saying, like, there's no difference, which some people literally have said, to enforce that, you need to be really strict.
1: And it's becoming more frequent that people say that as well.
2: Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, the insane is now the sane. In in a lot of ways, in terms of, you know, what people used to say, like, well, of course you would never want to get rid of, like, gender-segregated sports, but now they do. There are literally books of people that are like, why not? Like, you know, it's it's like kind of a, a myth that men are stronger and I'm, than a woman. I'm like, have you ever, like, do you understand what happens to women when they get beat by their boyfriends? I mean, that's not, like, a coincidence. It's not, like, some male, like, psychic power. It's like, you know, upper body strength is a thing, you know? Anyway. Yeah.
1: When you mentioned a minute ago about how some people might have a outsized reaction to hearing criticism about Muhammad, what it occurred to me is that the people who are most likely to have an outsized reaction to that right now, currently, 2022, are not Muslims. Mm, yeah, but it's people who are out there looking for an opportunity to take offense to something. Yeah,
2: it's like, did you guys ever like read um, stuff white white people like? That's about, like, yeah. white liberals. Oh,
0: that old blog? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back so, in the day, yeah, it was yeah. kind of funny. So stuff back
2: white back people then. like, stuff white, one of the things stuff white people like is being offended. And I feel like that was prophetic. Like, being offended about everything is now just, like, a thing, you know? And, yeah, Muslims, like, people from other cultures, except for Indians, no offense, uh, uh, tend not tend to be, like, I mean, I, I don't know. Like Like, Hindu nationalists are just as woke as woke people. They're super weird about it. And so that's one reason like I I kind of like against them at this point like they just annoying the hell out of me because I'm just like why don't you have some self-confidence in who you are and not take yourself so seriously like you actually think you're that pathetic you know but anyway um don't want to get you guys in trouble
0: Oh no I you we could have a talk about Hindu yeah. nationalists Yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some You should not be talking about that with
2: the way you look Anyway you as a white woman you shouldn't have a, a word to say but um Yeah. um, But yeah, I mean, every I think you're right. The most moralistic people are those who would say that there is no like objective morality, which is weird. But all they have is the mob. They have the logic of the herd, the morality of the mob, whereas like what is up is down the next day. And if you read 1984, that's what O'Brien says. O'Brien says that, you know, Big Brother can change up and down. I think uh, we do live a little bit in the world of Big Brother, but it's not Big Brother. It's all like the little brothers and sisters and non-binaries. It's all below. It's bottom up. It's social media. Um, It's a group conformity. It's a screaming. Um, So, I mean, I will end with this. So, I, you know, there was some people online who were criticizing me and a friend of mine who was defending me a little bit in academia. He talked to to one of these people. It turned out in real life they were way more moderate about me. Hmm. So, my point is, like, people are just monsters online. Now, the problem is when you all live online, you become the monster that you are online. So, you know, but um, in reality, people are much more decent. And so we need to go back to reality. Um, so, you know, I will end with like um, what we need to have is a butlerian jihad. Uh, we need to we need to destroy the thinking, destroy the machines, destroy the thinking yeah. machines um, and, you know, not abominate uh, abominate mankind with all this like genetic engineering and all these things that I love. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we, we got to think about it. We got to think about what it means to be human, what it means to be decent, what it means to be happy, what it needs to be fulfilled uh, instead of, like, pure consumption and hedonism, which, you know, you know, Bill Clinton, like, you know, he, he loved that stuff. He liked his beer. He liked his ladies. But, you know, there's more to life than beer and ladies, I think. Briefly. Yeah.
0: A Butlerian jihad.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I like it. No, or maybe you a say Butlerian. Which Butler are you talking about?
2: I, well, I mean, it was, Butlerian Jihad was started by Serena Butler. Okay, like I'm becoming a virgin here. Never mind.
1: You need to go
0: reference your Orange Catholic Bible, Nina. Yeah. See,
1: that's
2: look at. Look, we're we're totally okay. Yeah, we're totally excluding Nina because like she's not the nerd that we are. <laughs> we're so much nerdier. Anyway, yeah, Serena Butler. Uh, she Serena led the Butlerian Butler. Jihad. Yeah, you can Google it. Google it.
1: We'll get her on the podcast.
0: Ah, she's right. dying. She never well, we existed. Can a, we can have a seance podcast.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I I gotta go, guys. But um, it was nice talking to you, and uh, I hope that um, uh I have a little bit of break before my thirteenth cancellation. It's a lucky number, you know. And you guys Excellent. are also we the precipitate it.
0: Yeah, we'll help any way we right. can.
2: Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> I can see that smile, Nina.
0: Thank you for joining us, Razib.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye
0: bye
1: hey everybody thank you for listening to heterodorks you can support our podcast by visiting anchor.fm heterodorks or by directly supporting nina paley on patreon at patreon.com slash nina paley